Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. This week we cover the best there is at what he does and what he does isn't very nice. Get feral, Normies. We're covering Marvel's Wolverine. I'm Canadian. Hey, Normies, welcome back. It's Colin. And I'm Joe. We're without Mike this week, so it's kind of going to be similar to our Captain America episode, what I'm going to call the Marvel Two Best Friends Hanging Out, just (laughs) talking their favorite heroes. Yeah, so what we're going to do is basically give you a rundown of the history, creation, and, you know, maybe a little bit about the future of Wolverine, one of our favorite mutant heroes one of our favorite mutant heroes now uh obviously we've said in past episodes your favorite marvel hero is spider-man absolutely you're wearing a spider-man shirt right now yeah i didn't have a wolverine shirt (laughs) i I, I thought i would have but no it's one that i don't have that kind of blows my mind because i was gonna say other than this when i kind of first met you i always kind of assumed wolverine was your dude you were very into the x-men you were very into how badass and cool wolverine was especially yeah wolverine's one of those characters that i really think has gone through so many evolutions like when you were a kid x-men evolutions exactly x-men <laughs> evolutions when you're a kid like wolverine's this like badass loner yeah. who like rides motorcycles and smokes cigars and then you older that you get the more you're like oh that's he's kind of sad he's, he's the sad saddest boy. grandpa of the x-men yeah. i absolutely agree with um that. so i do love wolverine's like brooding aspect you know he's kind of like the um whenever you see marvel and dc mashups it's always batman and wolverine Uh, And I could definitely see that. Mm. Now, let me ask you this. What's the niche to Normie on Wolverine? So if you call him Wolverine, that's the Normie. If you call him Logan now, even because of the movie, that's the Normie. Is that his name? No, it's James Howlett. That's the (laughs) niche. (laughs) Yeah, the niche, I would say, is definitely the the history of Mm. Wolverine. I mean... A character that... Convoluted history. Yeah, like we'll we'll talk about when we get into the comic section here. But he, I mean, started as as a Hulk villain almost. I mean, he wasn't a... uh, uh, an X-Men, Avenger, uh, solo book type of guy at first. Yeah, no, when people say that they kind of want to keep their characters in a category, I like Daredevil separate, I like this. I like my Wolverine as a Hulk villain. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way I'm ever going to view him. Yeah. Forget all this X-Men stuff. Uh, no, I like him a lot, too. Um, yeah, I would have said for a long time that maybe as well that he kind of was my favorite Marvel characters. If you're doing the Marvel Mount Rushmore, his face is up there for the mutants. We can say oh, that absolutely. much, right? I mean, he's a an X-Men, a solo hero, and an Avenger. So that's kind of like the trifecta to me where it's like, if you can pull all of that off, you're up there. Yeah. Which we've seen with, um, yeah, Spider-Man has been an X-Men, an Avenger, and his solo book. Captain America has done missions with the X-Men. You know, we have the obviously big AVX arc from a couple years back. So I would say, like, if you can do appearances in every corner of the Marvel Universe, you're up there. But we've done our original X-Men episode as well. Normies, go back and check out that episode. Isn't it so interesting that the face of mutants isn't one of the original five? No, I mean, really, like, those characters uh, are always on the team. Like, they've done, 
I think in, a, in the last couple of years, especially like solo books for people like Iceman and stuff like that. No X-Men, I would say, has had more appearances than Wolverine. Oh, yeah. No, let me tell you. There weren't new books that were saying like, well, Iceman's on the West Coast Defenders now or, you know, the West Coast <laughs> yeah. Avengers. And, you know, he's part of this team. No, like every Wolverine book was like lucky. Every team he encountered was lucky to have him. Yeah. And there and was a was period like, in the 90s where that's all that was happening. Oh, they would just throw him on anything and everything. Well, we love him. We've been talking about him a little bit. Let's jump into his history. Let's hit the comics. Absolutely. Sneaked, sneaked. All right, normies, we're back. We're talking Wolverine. And as we mentioned before, not even his real name. We're talking James Hallett, a character created, not under that name, of course, by Len Wein, so not even Stan Lee. No, I mean, this was later, too. It wasn't in the first appearances of X-Men. Like like you said, the original lineup of the team, the Teenagers with Powers, had nothing to do with Wolverine. No. And then you've got Len Wein coming in. He's a hot shot writer. Uh, he's a hired gun. He'd done some DC stuff. Marvel stole him. They said, hey, you're doing incredible with this thing called Swamp Thing that you created. Come over here. You know, like, like start writing The Hulk. So he got his chance at Marvel's Monsters, and they loved it so much that they said, well, why don't you, why don't you start creating the new direction for X-Men? They had brought in Chris, Chris Claremont who was going to start writing the new direction, but he needed some help. So the two of them just started brainstorming. And he said to Len, we need to start introducing and peppering these characters throughout. And Len Wine had the great idea of, well, I could introduce a villainous character on Hulk who is a mutant. I won't kill him. And potentially he could come back and be redeemed. And boom, like you said, Incredible Hulk 181, Wolverine versus the Hulk versus the Wendigo. Yeah, and that's his first appearance in that book is literally just the last panel before the issue that's, you know, the full fight. Like His first appearance is literally just walking out of the snow. He looks way more like a Wolverine than we see later. The The original costume has kind of like the whiskers drawn mm-hmm. on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard not to talk about the contributions that Lenwin had to the X-Men because you're talking also characters like Colossus, Nightcrawler. I mean, really the new generation of X-Men characters that a lot of us grew up loving because they were featured on stuff like the animated show and, and the comics of the 90s. Oh, yeah, that color palette specifically. The yellows and blues of Wolverine, but the sort of like black and yellow of Storm, the big red and yellow of Colossus, that's comic books to me. Not necessarily the old school X-Men comics, like, you know, that Stanley generation of the first five mutants that we talked about. It's so old looking and so 60s, but when I was a kid, it was the colorful cartoon stuff. That's what giant size X-Men, what Len Wein created when he reintroduced all these characters, brought. You know, our generation much later, because of course comics is for kids, but by the time we were in our teens, you know, by the time we were in college, the ultimate had come around and it sort of had that new manga style. Yeah. And that's not really what I think of when I think of comics. I think of this. I think of Len Wein's Wolverine, baby. Oh, absolutely. And that giant-sized X-Men, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I would say, probably one of the most important Marvel books. I yeah, mean, it's that got really... your favorite character, Thunderbird. <laughs> <laughs> it really reset the tone for yeah. the universe, though. I mean, like, we saw it, you know, the X-Men first appearances, 
eh, you know, the characters we knew then. Yeah. Giant size. Oh, okay, here are the, the new class, essentially. And then, you know, you got people like Jim Lee coming in later. And, and basically, just kind of every once in a while, they revamp the X-Men. Yeah. And it gets more extreme, yeah. for sure. But that period, I don't know if you ever had the Silver Marvel Masterworks collections that they used to put out, those trade collection novels. You can still get them on Amazon. They are oh, expensive. Really? Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I, uh, you know, my dad got me one of them when I was a kid. It was kind of my first exposure outside of his X-Men comics to that run the giant size where you got those new characters i just remember like black tom cassidy and juggernaut teaming up against them nightcrawler saying well you know i've never teleported with like more than one person before and him learning that in like the first three issues like these were people i'd already seen in movies like i just i was so excited you know it's like there they were there was their origins yeah, you were really excited about these characters as a kid because you, you had exposure to them and now you were seeing like their origins. Yeah. And yeah. Wolverine, I mean, like, talking about his history, it, it is one of the biggest Marvel heroes. I mean, he is uh, someone who has been through so many different runs with the X-Men, starting as the, uh, you know, the loner, like the, the guy on the outside. By the time, you know, you you flash forward 15, 20 years, he's a headmaster. (laughs) Headmaster. We were just talking about him and Spider-Man's relationship. Joe, I love the runs that you kind of turned me on to. Wolverine and the X-Men were, like you're saying, he was a headmaster. Then there's Spider-Man and the X-Men after that, where Wolverine has died and willed to Spider-Man to take over teaching his class. Like, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, that was a a really fun run. It didn't last too long. Spider-Man and the X-Men, you know, seeing Spider-Man say, to me, my X-Men. Man was really fun, and there's yeah, also um, the classic Sauron uh, comic where he says, "I don't want to kill cancer. I want <laughs> to turn people into dinosaurs." <laughs> Fair enough, man. I love that panel, um, but that really kind of captured the spirit of like Wolverine when he started was such a serious character, yes. and everything was so brooding and serious. And I think every character like that goes through a transformation at some point where that kind of becomes a joke about them. And their personality evolves. Like, like yeah. think about like um, Angel in the Buffy universe. I mean, like he, when he first appears, he's like the dark, brooding character. By the time he's on his own show, it's all a joke. Yeah, I feel like Wolverine kind of goes through a similar arc. Um, Joe, make a name for that. There's Flanderization. You know, Flanders from uh, Simpsons, where if somebody becomes so silly, they become Flanderized. If somebody becomes so broody, it's the joke. Yeah. Angel, you know, they're the angel of it <laughs> they, all. They I get, like uh, that. Yeah, yeah, they're broody boys. Broody boys, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, and he definitely goes through that. Yeah, I mean, I think like you have people. I mean, like think about Frank Miller writing, you know, Wolverine compared to you know later days where you have Wolverine teaming up with people like Miss Marvel sure. and like showing her the ropes of being a superhero. Yeah, he's a little softer to Kamala. Uh, But I love what you just said. Let's focus on that for a minute. Because when Len Wein was introducing this character, he wasn't coming up with backstory or anything like that. Again, he was just thinking, like, this is an enemy character I could use. We should probably mention the original idea was a mutated Wolverine. Yeah, like a literal monster. What are your thoughts about that? In my mind, I was thinking about it this morning. I think it could have worked. I think it could have still been popular. Um, I mean, if you think about it, you have the Hulk. You know, he's the big green monster. Like, if you're going to have someone fighting it, it would have made sense to have a a mutated animal. I mean, he was kind of like the... uh, He's the Wendigo also. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And also, there's the the fucking Wendigo in that book. And like you said, he did create Swamp Thing, and he was coming off of the success of working in these, like, kind of horror books. 
Uh, but I'm glad he kind of, you know, stretched his muscles a little bit and gave us something unique. A little something more human. But it's not until Frank Miller where we get the backstory. So his 70s run, which was originally just a miniseries, uh, it has stretched out. It actually concluded in 2013, if you believe that, Joe. They keep adding issues to it. I did not know yeah. that. Oh, yeah, so- baby. What was it being published under then? Just oh, still Marvel. So it's literally okay. like the ten issue run that we originally have with those. I mean, can you see the cover? Oh, absolutely. Of Wolverine right away. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Like, with the it's beautiful. Uh, the sideburns, the hair up. We should talk about. I mean, is that what you like Logan to look like? Does he look like a person in the normal world to you? <laughs> the, the the devil yeah, horns hair. Exactly. I mean, like the mask. It makes sense, and I feel like when they were drawing it, you know, maybe sometimes they were framing out and they didn't know if he was going to have his mask on or off yeah and then like when they the first it's time still they in did the that, shape dave well i erase <laughs> over it oh well, yeah, yeah fuck maybe, it that's yeah. just what his hair looks like yeah, now yeah um i love it though i just i think every uh guy has done this at some point but in the shower oh definitely. you take the shampoo and just spike <laughs> up the sides and to me like you know that's that's the wolverine that's look. the wolverine um, i like it i love it i love those issues so the frank miller touch he said Look, I've been killing it on Daredevil. I made him a human being. Let me make Wolverine a human being. Let me give him some backstory. I want to explore the idea that with this healing factor, he's lived for the ages. You know, yeah. he's gone through it all. So we saw a little bit of the, he was in World War II. He's Canadian. We got to see his experiences in Japan, which is like the coolest run of Wolverine of all time. And Frank Miller was the one who was first doing this stuff. It did not exist before. I mean, this was where you really get the heart of the character. Definitely. And obviously, Frank Miller was obsessed with ninjas because, again, look at Daredevil. Look at the parody of him that we've talked about in our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode. Like, again, it was the weird culture of the time. But those are some of my favorite issues. And, of course, we'll talk about it a little later. Gets adapted eventually in The Wolverine. Yeah, when we get the movie section, I know you have uh, some strong feelings on that I one. I love that movie. Um, I think... The the love interests and, and history and emotion with Wolverine is something that you don't see a lot of in, you know, like standalone characters like that. I mean, like, yes, he's an X-Men, but he really has kind of his own rogues gallery. Yes. With uh, people from the Weapon X program, like Sabretooth, Omega Red. Like, yeah, they're X-Force. Oh, I would not call Omega Red a, a X-Men villain. He's a Wolverine yeah, he's villain. a Wolverine Very villain. Very weird, right? You're totally right. Which is something like, you know, there's no other X-Men where you're like... Oh, that's an Iceman villain. He's <laughs> yeah. Captain Sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't think about Sorry like, we're ragging on Bobby so much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's our <laughs> go-to know, for that. Yeah. But I was thinking, of, like, I couldn't even think of a Cyclops one yeah. to be like, oh, well, you know... Like, Magneto is not a Charles Xavier villain. He's an X-Men villain. Sabretooth is, you know, he's not an X-Men villain. He is the arch nemesis of Wolverine. All right, so let me ask you right now, Joe, as a guy who grew up reading Ultimate Comics, who grew up reading Wolverine Origins, which was a comic that came out when we were kind of in college or younger teen men as well. Who is Sabretooth to you? Is he his brother? Is he his father? Is he his son? Because I have read different Wolverine comics where he is all of those roles. Um, I don't know. I really don't. It's tough because there's, I I don't like the son aspect. I don't like the brother aspect, but please. Okay. Uh, Okay. See, I was going to say brother is the one I buy the most. But really, I just think they went through the same thing at the same time, and they kind of give each other this special relationship that's not real. No, it's, it's two just them buddies trying to put who the were together. in the in the hole together. You know, in Vietnam, essentially, they went through this terrible thing. Weapon X got turned into monsters. Yes, their powers seem 
supernaturally similar. I have no idea why, but I mean, yeah, it's the yeah. same program. Yeah, like it's the same. So they like were Lady Deathstrike. Yeah. I mean, what yeah, that's their have, sister. That's yeah, their mom. Like knife no, fingers. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, Omega Red. I mean, they all kind of have this like adamantium healing. And then, like, it makes sense to me because the whole thing with Weapon X, uh, if you're unfamiliar with how Wolverine got his powers, I guess we should give that rundown, right? So he's born. Um, he doesn't have metal running through his body no, when he's, he's born. James Hallett, a little boy born in Civil War times. Um, and he's got bone claws. So he can shoot out these claws, but they're just made of bone. Uh, and the healing factor makes him really attractive to the Weapon X program, who are like, well, this guy can survive anything we put him through. So let's graft an indestructible metal throughout his entire skeleton yeah, and give him thought. knife claws, essentially. Uh, so adamantium, which is... Uh, one of two major fake metals that Marvel's Why obsessed with. Why not just do vibranium at that point? Why not just tie them all together? Why have know, it be another yeah. metal? So which, in your opinion, which is stronger, vibranium or adamantium? I will go the biggest uh, niche cut of all. Sorry, my normies. I will say Kazar's special metal from the Savage Lands anti-metal is the strongest oh, okay, metal of yeah. all time because it's been shown to destroy adamantium and vibranium. And that's what he has on the, the mm. spear tip, right? Yeah, exactly. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, terrible deep cut. Uh-huh, <laughs> I hate Kazar. <laughs> I hate the idea of all of that, but that's okay. Um, I would love to see him in the Savage Land at one point, oh, Wolverine. Come no, on. So, talking about the Savage Land, though, can we talk about the... The 90s feral Wolverine okay. look. Real quick, Joe, I would love to say. So in that comic or in the animated series that Fox showed, of course, that we grew up on that we've talked about a million times, those Savage Land specific episodes where Mr. Sinister is kidnapping everyone, Wolverine gets out on the run. Was that the first time you understood that the healing factor was his power? I remember yes. when the claws came out, he starts attacking people. He gets away. I turned to my dad and I was like, how can he still do that? And he was like, the healing factor is his superpower. And then I said, well, isn't he going to die now? Yeah. Like he's just got these gaping wounds in his hand. Well, and that's the thing is, uh, and again, like this is a, a movie line, so we'll, we'll get to it more in detail. But I love in the very first X-Men, uh, he's driving along. And Rogue mm. looks at his hand and says, does it hurt when they come out? And he goes, every time. Every Which is just time. like a great brooding boy line. It is. It's uh, good, man. But also makes me, like, I, I think about that in relation to the Savage Land to be like, yeah, I mean, if you were invincible all the time and then lost that would his knees just ache all the time yeah i always would wonder the about metal the metal on his skeleton exactly. like would he just, just weigh him down and break and i have no idea but yeah. now he really seems to do fine with it <laughs> so <laughs> good I, I guess we're really getting in yeah. there to like well, it doesn't make sense that this one happened um yeah, the, the feral Wolverine look, though, with, like, the, the blue do-rag and the hair all over the place. Hell, yeah. Insane. He has gone through so many looks. Can I give you years. my least favorite? Yeah. So there's uh, a time where he goes up against the gladiator and the, the champions, you know, the, the people from outer space who protect Liliandra. <laughs> all of this is terrible. And this the is, well, friend. it's good that we're talking about this, though, because <laughs> yeah. this is the kind of stuff that... The X-Men movies have not even tried to oh, approach I guess you're right. yet. Yeah. So if you're just a normie X-Men fan and you've seen the movies and you like that kind of stuff, you might not realize that like Cyclops's dad is a space pirate and the Phoenix is like an alien force from, you know, like a spiritual being that inhabits a powerful being. Uh, like there's so many weird 
things in X-Men comics. We're still not going to get any of this with Fox, though. Oh, no, absolutely no, not. not. And, like, I, you know, I think it's it's hard to do any of it. And I love the fact that, like, Wolverine is just kind of along for the ride with it, all ex- of that. Well, that's exactly what I'm about to say. So he fights the gladiators. He knocks out a guy because everybody else is always taken captive or, you know, put in prisons or dead. And Wolverine's always the guy who's like, I guess it's up to me. You know, rolls the dice. He knocks out one of the champions. Puts on his outfit, and he—I believe his name is Feral, even or something like that. Uh, it could be. Yeah. Was that that guy's name? I but it's so. just dumb. He wears like the little bone necklace. I had the toy as a kid. I just remember thinking, like, this isn't Wolverine. I know it is, but like, I, I hate that it's not his outfit. Yeah. There's also the the Age of Apocalypse version mm-hmm. where he's lost a hand I somehow, hate that version so which I much. never understood. I hate that, but it's still the still the claws are going through the little hole. Yeah, I just can't why, get over that. Why would I he lose his know. hand? All you would have to do is take off what looks to be the little cap on top of it, and yeah, it looks like it, it would it just regrow. Just back. Yeah, I, mean, I have no his, idea. The whole point of his powers, right? Yeah. Yeah. In theory, like, like that's how you think it would go. Um, also, the saber tooth of that universe has like a little saber tooth on a leash. Yeah. The whole age of apocalypse. I think that was just kind of like, Oh, let's go balls to the wall. It's the fucking nineties. The nineties. Let's skateboard and do drugs. (laughs) Uh, so let's talk about how he died because we are kind of bringing up all these weird instances about, well, shouldn't his healing factor be doing this? Shouldn't his healing factor be doing that? I remember reading the stats cards. Did you collect the X-Men, you know, even the Marvel cards? The top trading cards? Oh, yeah, baby. Absolutely. And on the back, it came with the power stats, the whole list and everything. The Wolverine one specifically, I remember saying ways that he could die. He could drown. He could be asphyxiated, uh, you know, without oxygen, all that stuff. I don't know. So, you know, the interesting thing is, is that I never really thought that's how he could die, but then when we do see him die in the comic books, he just gets, I guess, drowned by adamantium after he loses his healing factor, I guess you would say. I think the the whole run, the, the death of Wolverine, which they teased for about a year before it actually started, was really cool. I thought it was great, dude. I'm um, so glad. I was very worried you were going to say you didn't like it. No, I the love idea it. The that, covers like, with death holding him. All oh. of the covers were so gorgeous. And so many different artists did so many different covers. And this, like, they... It was uh, the biggest event at the time, even though Superior Spider-Man was going on. Um, But I loved the suit that was essentially like, look, man, you used to just go out there in a tank top (laughs) and a cigar hanging out of your mouth and do whatever you want. You can't do that anymore. Like you got you don't you don't have your healing factor like you need to armor up a little bit. Uh, I loved that look. I loved the fake claws that they gave him, essentially, because he couldn't pop them anymore no. without without the healing factor. To me, it was really kind of a, a good way to be like, how do you take a man at the end of his life and take away what's most important to him? I mean, it was kind of like a play on like Alzheimer's or, or, or dementia, or it's like, what made him him, he's lost. Yes. And how does he move forward? What a great reinvention to sort of keep the character fresh, too. Um, you know, you didn't say your favorite costume. Uh, I would love to hear that as well. But one another Wolverine run that I know you loved, because I know that you do love that white beater and sort of classic look. You like Old Man Logan, too, Joe. I do like Old you Man, like Old Man Logan, Logan like crazy. And talk about stripped down. Talk about removing what makes a character work. And still, he's the badass. What if Wolverine was the only one left in a world of supervillains? Yeah, with a blind Boom. Hawkeye. Oh, my God. Um, and that's... I mean, Old Man Logan, the graphic novel that Logan was loosely based on, uh, Mark Miller, right? That's I think that's correct. who wrote it. Um, Civil War. 
yeah, really great run. Um, you know, it's basically the story of uh, it's it's a western. I mean, just like the movie, he's he's traveling across the country in the fucking spider buggy. Uh, yeah, to get to the White so House and take shit. out Red Skull. Yeah, wearing a Captain America outfit. Yeah, it is. Oh my a, God. It is pretty fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a weird comic book. But favorite look? Do you have a favorite look? Favorite costume? Because you know, I, again, I've brought up that I collect Marvel now. The Death of Wolverine is in that run. When that character was recreated and he got his iconic look, like Cyclops got with that black costume and you know the dope uh, red accents on Cyclops. Yeah. When Wolverine got his with the black X forming with the yellow top, I loved that. I thought outfit. that was a really good look, and that's you know that's the armored look that I was talking about as well, where it's like, man, you need, like you got to have something a little more hefty. You're yeah. not just uh, you're not invincible anymore. Tactical. Um, it's hard not to say Jim Lee's look because that was don't you just Wolverine see the cover we of him crouched over just veins popping his yeah. body exploding oh um, my god i really like the the ultimates x-men is not nearly as good as ultimate spider-man in my opinion it's okay they just kind of make some weird choices down the line and do some kind of crazy stuff but i like his look in that i don't mind him going maskless yeah um and he's a lot younger which is interesting. I mean, oh, it's basically it's X-Men age, Evolution, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the X-Men Evolution look, too, I like though. The I like the orange. Look a lot. And, like, you know, Frank Miller's the kind of tan and brown. I mean, really, like, he's... I like the X-Force with the red eyes. Is like, he I really the character like them all. that has the best costumes? Let's put him up against Batman and Spider-Man. Is it Wolverine? Well, to me, Batman's costume should never change. Like, when you're, when you're locked in on a costume, I don't want to see it go through changes you know what i mean like i'm not saying it shouldn't evolve over time but it's like where they are now with the batman costume you have the purple accents you know the yellow Yellow outline outline, yeah that's fine i like that batman doesn't change his look mission to mission uh spider-man doesn't really change his look mission to mission they're not iron man yeah exactly but uh, Wolverine kind of does, <laughs> you know. If when he's on X Force, when he's leading X Force, he's got the black and gray. What with team the red am eyes. I on? I gotta go pick a uniform. You're absolutely yeah, right. Maybe um, he is the most uh, understood that he would change his outfit. Yeah, because when he's an Avenger, he's not necessarily wearing an X Men uniform. When he's an X Men, he's not necessarily wearing a an Avengers uniform. Damn, you know? I would have loved to see a dedicated. What would he look like if you did remove all of the X Men aspect out of him when he was on the Avengers? You know, he he's always had a very classic kind of look with the yellow and stuff. But what would just be a straight Avengers Wolverine costume? Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see. Like, I like the. To me, when I think of that, I think of the the new Avengers timeline. Or, or run where he's got the tan and the brown. Okay. And that, to me, is le- like the yellows I associate more with um, X-Men. I think of that Jim Lee comic that you have with Cap, the armored Cap and Natasha with the short hair yeah. next to him. But what color? Is he orange in that when he's yeah. crouched over? Yeah. You're right. That's the dope of That's Avengers how I think I about like it. that. All right. Um, but also, I love, I love just the idea of like... Him on a motorcycle with a cowboy hat, going yeah. down the road, smoking a cigar, you know, going to drink 10 million beers because he no, can't get dude. drunk. And we joked, the white beater, I don't like it on any other character in the history no. of the world. I don't even like saying wife beater, so I say white beater instead. <laughs> but on it Logan, <laughs> it's dope! Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's perfect. It's a, it's a great look for a character who just couldn't give a fuck. And that's kind of the way he presents himself, even though he's like a big softie with a heart of gold. Which is, I mean, I guess the, the brooding boy... 
subtext of, of every one of these. Let's just do some quick shout outs to some like comic runs that you can remember where he just stands out as like a dope badass guy. Like you mentioned AVX before. Obviously, he had a huge Switching part sides, in that because yeah. he was very conflicted of like, yo, what team am I rolling with? And eventually he went with the Avengers, which is like, fuck you, Cyclops. Yeah, so well, because him cool. and Cyclops have always had that kind of relationship yeah. that's really tenuous. I mean, in the Ultimate Universe, um, after Cyclops finds out that Wolverine has like a crush on Gene, he hits him with a bus. Ooh. <laughs> like, you can't just hit your friends with buses, even though they're going to survive. Dude, is that scene at the end of Days of Future Past where he comes in and sees Jean for the first time in Cyclops? Goes, <laughs> he's Yo. like touching her face. And he's like, what are you Yo, doing, Logan? Too close to my girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> is that the coolest moment well, for Cyclops? Because it's so bizarre yeah. where it's like, oh my God, Cyclops is alive too. Yeah, so we didn't great. even know that. Um, you showed me a really dope one where, speaking of people he had tenuous relationships, how about someone he had a great relationship with? Spider-Man. Uh, the one where he takes him to the bar and Spider-Man's, you know, getting, or Logan's getting drunk the entire time. Spider-Man doesn't want to be there, says, this is bullshit. You're acting like a jerk. You're picking fights with everybody. Wait, it's your birthday? Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I don't like to go out with anybody, but you, kid, I see something special in. Like, fucking, who put these tears on this comic book page, yeah, man? Yeah, <laughs> it's, um, him, him and Spidey's relationship is always really interesting. There's a great Brian Michael Bendis Ultimate Spider-Man issue where it opens with an apology that we're like, look, we're sorry we wrote this. This is uh, just something we thought would be funny. We were making jokes and people ended up liking it. So we wrote the issue. Here's a body swap between Wolverine and Spider-Man. I love that episode. And uh, it, it's just some bad stuff a... goes on. If you remember in that oh, yeah, one, maybe would... Wolverine has some fun with Mary Jane. Yeah, Wolverine, <laughs> Wolverine does something. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, Mary Jane's like, Hey Peter, you know that thing you tried last night? Like let's wait a couple years to try uh, that. Like, <laughs> oh my oh, God. Wolverine, you rascal. Uh, that's just a really fun play. Um, I really like like the mentor side of him. Yeah, how about his relationship with any of the young women of the X Men? Kitty Pryde, Kitty Pryde, Hope. I mean, any of those. Yeah. People. Oh, Hope too. Uh, and then Miss Marvel, like we mentioned, they did a couple like, you know, her first team up is with Wolverine. They're going after some guy in the sewers, and and this is when he doesn't even have his powers. Have you seen that incredibly reposted comic of the interview of who is Wolverine? It's oh, yeah. Nick Fury talking I have it to saved on my every phone. character in the Marvel Universe, and it's incredible. And at the end of it, he gets interviewed as well and says, the only person who understood me is Namor. I can't swim at all. Yeah, because yeah, everyone's like, he's a liar. He's a cheat. Yeah. He's a lover. I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, everybody's exactly, doing exactly. And Namor is like, you can't swim. Wolverine just says, yeah, they're all liars. But even Kitty Pryde. Pride's the closest thing I've ever had to a father. Yeah. You know, boom. Which Damn. is, I mean, it's just the perfect amount of emotion to a guy who is so hard on the outside, soft on the inside. I mean, let's talk a little bit about like his love life throughout the ages. I mean, like who 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 do you think Wolverine who, should end who up? Who should with? I think Wolverine should end up with? So that's very interesting because we talked about before how he has his own rogues gallery. Uh, and very much like Spider-Man, who is the man's man, the ladies' man of the Marvel Universe, who's hooking up with everybody in his world, Wolverine was kind of a character who would hook up with not only his own characters, but like everybody in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Like Whose sexuality are... was something explored, man. I mean, there was oh, some definitely. fluidity there. Like um, in, you know, uh, uh, Ultron Forever, or, you know, some of those comic books where Ultron takes over, he's married to Sue Storm. You're like... Yeah. Does that make and, sense? Uh, 
Age of Ultron. Yeah. Which is, I guess, a deep cut. If you're a normie, you hear Age of Ultron. You think the MCU movie with James Spader as as Ultron. The comic book Age of Ultron. It's about Wolverine time traveling. Yeah, it's about it's Wolverine a days and of future past time homage. travel. Yeah, exactly. Very different. So, do, like, should he end up with a Kiko, you know, his Japanese love? I don't know. In my mind, I always loved how close he was with Storm, but Storm, even baby. that, no, I don't. It's I don't Storm. even want that, though. It's got to be Jean Grey, because I love that he's like, fuck you, Cyclops. <laughs> I saw that girl, and I fell in love with her, and she yeah. loved me back. Yeah, I mean, you know, it does fit into my... They're always redheads. Yep. Mary Jane, Jean, Jean right. Grey. Love triangle, baby. Um, but you say Storm. I, I Yeah, the relationship he has with her. The, you Roro. Know. You know, the way Ro. he say Yeah, he doesn't yeah. even say a Roro. He just says Ro. Yeah. Uh. And I think they're both such damaged people um, that they can, they can really create something for each other. They really lean on each other. And it's a lot more than the... You know, with Jean Grey, a lot of times it just comes off like creepy old man syndrome. You know what I mean? Like Storm, by the time they really start to have a thing, she's married and divorced Black right. Panther. She's been the headmistress herself. Yeah, they're the mom and the dad of the Xavier School. Meanwhile, his relationship with Jean Grey really kind of played up again that humanity we've talked about Stanley kind of capturing of like... These guys don't all have to be good. Like Wolverine can do a dirtbag thing of sleeping with his buddy's girlfriend. Yeah, because like, he's kind whoa. of a dirtbag. Yeah. He pushes people away on purpose. That is a part of his character, which you you know you really can't deny. No. Um, but yeah, I I think it's you know, Storm, Storm or Hercules. Storm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. That's even better. Two, yeah. That's an even better one. Because uh, him and Hercules is a really funny relationship that they that they go through. Yeah, for um, any of our LGBTQ uh, listeners, if you're kind of like, what kind of comic books are for me? Read some Hercules comic books, and if you like that, look for some of his relationship with Wolverine. Because trust us, it's there, baby. Yeah, there's a, it's one of those characters where it's like, you know, I I really like that aspect of him, his sexuality, because it turns the like rough, you know, man's man on its head a little bit. Like, you know, like it's not he's not a flamboyant character. He's not like written stereotypically at all uh it's just something that's there in his character that you learn through years and years of uh reading and especially like his son who's bisexual as well dakin and when we're talking like let's take kind of our final thoughts on wolverine as a comic book character here oh, yeah because we got to talk about the kids we got to talk about the kids we've got his kids we've got where he is in the comic books now he's coming back he's not back from the dead yet not they just are yet. moving around the other versions of him like the old man logan has now been pulled out of that so lara his daughter is unfortunately alone Laura has her own daughter, the Honey Badger, at this point. So he's a grandfather in some continuities. Yeah, so Laura, who, if you saw the Logan movie, you were introduced to X-23. X-23 was a character who was first introduced in an animated series uh, and then made real in the comics. Some weird stuff was written the about The comics her were not done properly. No. Let me tell you, if you want to see her introduction well, watch the X-Men Evolution episodes where she does first appear, like Joe's saying. Yeah, because she's, I, like Harley Quinn, was created for an animated series, became such a loved character, they brought her into the real continuity. Uh, so when 
he dies and is encased in adamantium after losing his healing factor to honor the Wolverine legacy. There was a book called The Wolverines, where kind of everybody wanted to be Wolverine. Boom, Mystique, Lady Deathstrike, Phantomos, uh, X-23, Sabretooth, who had been changed his personality because of Axis. Yeah. You know, uh, all Deadpool that bullshit. Deadpool, yeah. Uh, a lot of the Weapon X people. Um, but ultimately, when all of that is done, we're left with all new, all different Wolverine. It's Lara. She's in the Wolverine suit. Yay. And it's great. The um, blue's popping. The yellow's looking great. She gets a Wolverine sidekick. She gets her own daughter clone, who's the honey badger, like we said. I mean, that's like, like what a cool family. Like, what a fun comic book. And those books are really great. I like... Um, I liked the Lara Wolverine a lot more than some of the other changes that were going on. Basically, like, Lara Wolverine and, and Falcon Cap, I think, were the two yes. really smart moves of that era. Meanwhile, Champions, the comic book about all these young people kind of coming together and making their own team, like Kamala, Young Vision Girl, uh, Nova, Miles, were all kind of all fucking up those characters yeah, while they, Lara was getting a little really better. Yeah, they had some really struggling moments where it's like they were just... It's hard to find your footing, man. You made Amadeus Cho Hulk, and now you yeah. don't know what to do with him. And now it's Civil War Two, quote unquote. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, where we killed certain characters. Oh, one last run I'd really like to talk about. Um, in Civil War, so the, the comic book event lasted almost a year and a half, I think. I mean, it was a long time. came out in about 2006, and I think it ran for nearly two years. Wow. Uh, one of my favorite books in there was uh civil war wolverine mm. and it just follows wolverine trying to figure out what actually caused the accident that started civil war oh shit interesting he because is, it was a young mutant of course who explodes and gets yeah and it all he's going. going after um that what is his name? Nitro. But he uh, yeah, sees some he's sort going of responsibility because of that, because he was a mutant. Exactly. And Nitro's being held on a helicarrier, and he's, like, breaking through a helicarrier and, like, trying to solve the mystery of, like, what really started the Civil While War. While Cap and Stark are just fucking bumping heads. Yeah. Wow. So, see, sometimes he's also the voice of reason, the guy who's pulled out from the situation. And doing, like, stealth secret missions, because he does have, you know, decades of experience that other characters really don't. Yeah. Um... And then after Cap dies, uh, there's some really great conversations between Wolverine and Spider-Man and also Wolverine going after Crossbones, who was, you know, responsible for killing, well, at least he thought was responsible for killing uh, Captain America. Really interesting stuff. I loved the plays on, like, here's the main story, and usually I hate these, but giving Wolverine kind of his own run was, like, perfect. Yeah. He's a great compliment to everything in the Marvel Universe, yeah. basically. Um, yeah. Well, I have you, some other thoughts, but let's save them for, for movie section. Hit me too. with a lightning round. Dakin, his son, or Laura, his daughter? His daughter. His daughter. Dakin's kind of like a whiny piece of shit, in my okay. opinion. I do like that they all have different claw setups, though. Dakin's coming out of the wrist. I do not like... I dig how different it is i totally get what you're saying but laura's seems so much more utilitarian for me the feet the hands yeah, you know two I on love the hands that. and then one on the foot which is like where does that really come Who out because it's like the front of her foot is that well coming you out know of a toe? some female lions were actually uh, shut up patrick stewart <laughs> yeah i i don't need to hear it yeah i don't need that um, uh best friend you know is, oh, is it, it nightcrawler is it nightcrawler or is it, or is it colossus i 
I gotta go Nightcrawler because in the the Marvel Now run where they brought Nightcrawler back from the dead, um, it, that's all they wrote was Nightcrawler. Liter- and that's a Chris Claremont book. We should say him yeah. finally coming back to the X Men, and literally all Nightcrawler says is "Mein Freund, oh yeah. Wolverine, you're back. We are best friends." And, and he's like, kind of oh, like okay. the like. You know, Wolverine's the brooding hard, tough type. And he's got this, like, little elf buddy who's, who's like, bubbly. And I, mean, I think the fact that they're best friends kind of says something uh, about the, both they're of their They're the characters. outcasts of the X-Men, too. Yeah. Because not liked because of who he was, Wolverine. Not liked because of what he looked like. Nightcrawler. Goddamn racist. Well, how about this? Perfect foil to him. Is it Deadpool? Is it Spider-Man? Ooh, that's a tough one. Because we should say his relationship with Deadpool, when I originally pitched this episode, Joe, I said, let's do a Merc with the Mouth episode. And you said, no, let's do Wolverine. It's the winter months. They're both Canadian anyways. <laughs> yeah. But they're also good friends, but they also fucking hate each other. Uh, yeah, yeah, same for Spider-Man too. It's very, it's very rough and tumble. Spider-Man, I really think they just kind of, when they get put together, it's because here are the two heroes that little boys like the most. Um, Marvel needs to make profits this yeah. week. Let's do a Wolverine Spider-Man together. Book. Yeah, totally. With Deadpool, I think there's a lot of animosity because it's like they both have the healing factor and they both feel radically different about yes. that power. Yeah, there's so much self-loathing between both of them for different reasons that you would think, wow, they would match perfectly, but then they see each other as this sort of twisted mirror because of who they are, because of how close their similarities are, being special forces, Canadian again, what they went through. Uh, And I believe Deadpool is a mutate who was using uh, his healing factor, correct? Wolverine's healing factor to get experimented on. So he's even a part of him. In in certain versions, yeah. Another part of the Weapon X, uh, you know, that was during like the Rob Leefield days where it's like, who fucking knows, who knows what any of that meant? Around, yeah. We like Nincenza here. <laughs> um, so I, I would say Deadpool because when they are pitted together, even though I'm going to have the most fun when it's Wolverine and Spider-Man, I'm going to be like, damn, this is going to turn out awesome. When it's Deadpool and Wolverine together, I know it's going to be fucking violent and bloody yeah, as I mean, that's hell. where you're going to get a lot of... Um, deep cuts too because they're i mean they're they're both from the x-men universe there's an animated movie it's only like 25 30 minutes it's it was in a collection it was split it was like um wolverine and the hulk yeah and and thor and wolver or thor and hulk was that it they I think must it was Thor and be, Hulk, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, because it's Banner and Loki and all that. But the the uh, Wolverine and Hulk one is essentially just what happens if Wolverine and Hulk get in a fight at Weapon X, and you see Merc with a Mouth and all these other Weapon Merc X with the Mouth is the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Uh, and it, I think it's a little funny that Deadpool also has that relationship with Spider-Man now. So those three characters are all kind of connected in a weird way. Yeah, I just saw that uh, an upcoming run of Spider-Man slash Deadpool, which is the comic that's going now, is going to be about Deadpool trying to get into the MCU. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's perfect, man. (laughs) I mean, I hope that's how they do the movies. Well, speaking of the MCU and the movies, um, why don't we jump over and start talking a little bit about Wolverine movies? Snick, snick. Wow. 
We're back. We're talking Wolverine. Now we're talking the movies. In our past X-Men episode, we talked about the X-Men movies, but this is one of the few characters, Joe, who has his own motherfucking spinoffs. A whole-ass trilogy, man. So I think it would be best... Uh, in the interest of both like time and not repeating ourselves, if you want to hear about all of the X-Men movies, go back and listen to the X-Men episode where we talk about the main storylines. But in that one, we kind of just brush over the Wolverine trilogy. Yes. Let's talk. Let's talk about the Wolverine trilogy. Can we say some favorite moments from the X-Men series, though, real quick? Oh, yeah, of course. Of X2, course. when the kids are on the run, and he's doing the jumps through the mansion, stabbing people, and he goes, yeah, growl, growl, growl. Look. That's the best one, right? Um, yeah, and there, in X2, there's also the moment where... Yeah, you know, the cops come to Bobby's house and he's like, calm down, everyone, calm down. And they're like, put the knives down. And he's like, I can't. And they just fucking shoot him in the shoot head. Shoot him in the head. Another uh, question I had as a kid where it's like, could Wolverine get shot in the head? Boom, there it is. Boom, the bullet just gets pushed out. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm throwing um, up. Oh, another thing that the, the first X-Men movie showed me about Wolverine that I had never really thought about before, even though probably happened in the comics and cartoons. Um he flicks Cyclops off with his claws. He puts the two outside ones down and just leaves the middle one up. Never really thought about him being able to control those individually. Yeah, like weird. You're um, totally right. Which I, I, I'm willing to bet in the animated series there were moments like that, and I just didn't think about them and seeing oh, it Oh, I can think action. of the Spider-Man and Friends and his Amazing Friends episode where he literally puts a kebab through the middle one and goes, we're having kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's kebab time. He's Australian in that one. Yeah. Um, final favorite kind of moment from those originals. In the first one, when he's fighting Mystique and she is appearing as Wolverine and they're facing off, is she making claws? Is it? Isn't there I don't a know, moment he cuts where they, them off. Isn't there a moment where they clash and, and they get cut off and yeah. she screams? So were those her fingers? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Also, he leaves a scar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she gets stabbed. You know, and in number two, she that. says, you're the only one who ever left a scar. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they have a weird relationship, too. Where every, yeah, basically, yeah. if you're a woman who interacts, or, or man who interacts with Wolverine, odds are you have some sort of weird sexual tension. Good. Um, I love in that one, too, where Cyclops is like, whoa 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 how do we know you are who you say you are and he just goes you're a dick and they're like oh okay, okay. <laughs> yeah we know now or when he walks through the metal detector yeah. and it goes off i love that too. and these are all i mean he is the only he's the only superhero i can think of off the top of my head it's hugh jackman baby like boom you know it's not toby Maguire, then andrew garfield then tom holland it's not michael keaton no Adam so West. far you know christian bale it's only been hugh jackman for we like 20 years. 20 years yeah. and were you a fan of the casting so when it originally came out people were not he's too tall uh he's australian he's not canadian uh he's not hairy enough he's too handsome yeah, you know, the original we've mentioned before was Bob Hoskins, Super Mario. Oh, from are we the getting Mario into Bob films. Hoskins hour? Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think that would have been better. I, I think we got the guy who worked. I think it would have been different. I think um, I think Hugh Jackman was what comic book movies needed at the time. Now, I think if we were going to recast him and do something different with the character, you could get away with being something a little more inventive, uh, a little more unconventional casting-wise. But, like... At the time... You needed a leading man. Yeah. And he wasn't even, you know, a big deal at the time. He was no. an, a, a soap star who was singing in Oklahoma, you know, and yeah. then uh, is now the Wolverine. Hell yes. <laughs> and, you know, look, 
it's just like, is he, like, should he still be doing it? You know, you see this a lot. People keep saying he needs to come back for a Deadpool one. It needs to be him. It needs to be him. I'm pretty happy with the films that we got, the ones that we're about to talk about here. Yeah. I'm not sure it needs to be Hugh Jackman's. Style. I don't think it needs to be, to be honest. And I think if it is, it should be in some sort of um, self-reflexive way. Like, if they do end up making a Deadpool 3, or even this uh, Deadpool Once Upon a Time that's coming out, the PG-13 cut of the sequel, um, like you really want to throw people for a loop, add a Wolverine cameo to that. Um, and that's how you get people to actually go see it. Hell yes. Uh, but I, you know, if it's going to be something like that, like a Deadpool joke, essentially, or like a one-off, a one-shot, if you will, I could see him coming back. But if he's going to be in the MCU and like setting up a, a new franchise, I think you just got to cut ties and do yeah. something fresh. We should say Kevin Feige, the guy who's taken over it, this is a lot of the a lot of what's come out recently of what we liked about Wolverine in the early BS films. Brian Singer, boo, we hate you. Uh, is that Kevin Feige was getting it going? We just heard that BS outlawed comic books on the set. Yeah, Hugh Jackman just himself like, just said that Hugh Jackman would go to Kevin Feige's office, who was just a associate producer at the time, who would slip him comic books and say, "No, you got to read this. You got to do that." He would take his hands on set, cover them in moose, and pull. Hugh Jackman's hair up more and more into this twin devil look of Wolverine to say, this is what it looks like in the comics. Please, BS, please let us go a little closer. So I'm not worried about the future of Wolverine. The guy who's about to take over him loves Wolverine. I mean, like, in Kevin, we trust, man. I mean, he has not, like, he has not taken it in a wrong direction in anything in the MCU, in my opinion. They've made some changes. They've done some different stuff. Nothing that breaks the bank to me, and I don't think Wolverine will either. No, definitely not. But let's go back. Let's talk about his past. So we've got his first film, just his solo, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Joe, what do you think when you see the subtitle X-Men Origins, considering it was going to be a thing? Yeah, remember it was going to be, um, we were going to get, Wolverine was going to kick it off. And then we were going to get Magneto. And then we were going to get Storm. And then Those we were, were going to get two Storm. Yeah. And of course, Magneto eventually did become first class. Yeah, they, they just repurposed a lot of the Nazi, Nazi hunting. hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool. Best part of first class. Yeah. Um, yeah. But boy, oh boy, was this movie a stinker. So, you know, 2009, uh, it gets leaked. So even before it comes out, about a month beforehand, a cut, an assembly cut gets leaked without the finished footage. Uh, did you see it that way? You know, the box office died because of that. And Hugh Jackman said that's the reason. I did not see it that way reason. until later. Oh, really? Um, no, I, I saw it in theaters. And <laughs> Oh, so you cried. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I went with two buddies, and we were the only people in the theater. Wow. Which was kind of the perfect way to see it, because there were so many times I would just throw my hands up and laugh. Because uh, it was... I mean, it's a hilarious viewing experience yeah. when you're the only ones in a theater, you know? Yeah. Um, the effects are just so bad. Well, I, can't I saw it the cut worse. way. So my mom was on a trip in Florida and she just, there was a bootlegger at a mall who just said, we have a cut. You know, she paid 10 bucks for it before we would go to the theater, brought it back. Me and my roommates watched it. I loved it. Just laughing my ass off about it and how dumb and silly it looked. They're bad. It's bad. Oh, it's terrible. Let's talk about what to like. It introduces Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. 
He's not good. Are we supposed to like that? The Wade Wilson aspect of him, you know, when he's wearing that red shirt, you know, sleeveless shirt, and he's just swinging swords. swords. Yeah, I don't don't know. Ryan Reynolds has come out and said he had no written dialogue in that film. Everything he says, he is just making up. He was just adding to it. I mean, you know, we're giving Hugh Jackman a lot of credit, and when we do do a Deadpool episode, we'll do the same for Ryan Reynolds, because talk about being made to play a role. You are Wade Wilson. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, that, that appearance. Also, what was his mutant power? in that universe because everyone else on the team is a mutant right so the way that striker says it at the end i believe his body is the most susceptible to evolution because if you recall he gets the whole crux of the film is you have kevin durant as the blob which is awesome you've got dominic monaghan from the lord of the rings films or if you're a uh uh, um, what was that uh, island you know lost if oh, you're a yeah, lost, lost fan uh, he plays a berserker who's like an electric mutant who's awesome their DNA was being harvested to being inserted into Deadpool to make him an Omega mutant for yeah, no reason I don't know I don't yeah. know about any of that man he was the weapon plus if they're the weapon acts mm-hmm. you have uh, 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 Sabretooth you know portrayed yeah. by a character that actor that we love um, whose name I absolutely forget right now Leave Schreiber, yeah. who's like fantastic in that role really changed the uh but see this is our first kind of moment where it's like well wait a minute we saw Sabretooth in the first yeah, one Tyler and he Maine. looked nothing like that and him and wolverine had a relationship in some way because there's the the moment with the dog tags yeah uh but then it was not you know it was not what was in the origins movie. no we're t- i guess again to believe through the convoluted timeline of the x-men films that he eventually becomes the tyler main one in the first film but i, I don't guess. know about that <laughs> i don't know uh, how, how about that opening that? montage where you see them going through history together yeah, and all the fighting battles. all the wars that's, that's, that's the coolest cool. moment of the film yeah yeah it really peaks fast um <laughs> also we're not talking about the fact that like black eyed peas is in it i yeah. don't know his name he's, uh, he's that guy from the black yeah, eyed peas it's not even will i am it's somebody else who plays oh, oh is maybe it not it is. Will I, am? Oh, I, I guess it maybe was. it is will i am yeah. who plays wraith an original character where he said to the producers i can't believe you knew his name oh I, i'll tell you everything about this i want to play a character like my favorite x-men nightcrawler he teleports so i'll teleport when i was a kid i just remember thinking like well why don't you just play nightcrawler <laughs> oh, oh my god that's so yeah. dumb not great also like if you needed a teleporter like there's other teleporters there's a million man. other guys you don't have to make anybody up yeah uh, I'm Black Eyed Peas, and I want to be like my favorite buddy, Nightcrawler. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Gambit's in that movie. That was our first introduction of Gambit. First, like only the most. Oh, <laughs> like Jim Tatum no. ever gonna oh make my that God, movie? No, stop. Yeah, one of the most popular mutants of all time. When we talk about like Wolverine and all that stuff, Gambit is right there next to him. Yeah, not a great portrayal, is it? Oh, you don't think so? <laughs> <laughs> he plays cards. And he, he plays says, cards. Oh, sure bets. Yeah, and then he does like a flip. Yeah, well, that's, I guess, all I ever wanted out of him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's one of those characters that people are like, oh, they'll never do him right. And it's like, they'll never do that 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 swamp guy yeah. right. Like, do you think he like, deserves a solo? No, absolutely okay. not. I think Me he's neither, a gross I character. Yeah. I think him and rogue could sure do a movie. we just saw the announcement of vision and the scarlet witch for the tv show if there was a movie called rogue and the gambit yeah um, <laughs> i would love that there's a great comic book right now it's like mr and mrs x yeah, they um, just got married yeah and like that would be great i could see that 
But just Gambit himself, I don't no, know, man. Yeah. He couldn't pull off 20 minutes in this movie. In this film, where at the end he says, because if you remember, Wolverine gets shot by the memory-erasing bullet. The memory-erasing <laughs> bullet, which is, it's it's shown in first person. Yeah. And I re- like that was the moment I laughed so hard. Stryker just like puts his game. hand up. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, it's a shot of him walking away in the sunshine. And then all of a sudden, there's just a hand that rises yeah, it's up. Awesome. And he just gets blasted yeah. in the back of the head. Yeah, and then Friday Night Lights Gambit reaches down and says, come on, buddy, we got to get off out of this island. And he says, who are you? And he says, we're best friends. Come on, let's go. And we never see that character again. And he doesn't even go with him. He's just like, whatever. You don't want to come. You don't want to come. I hated it. Oh, and it ends with like the power plant. uh, Chernobyl. It's the Chernobyl disaster. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I think that whole movie is garbage. First post-cred scene though, right? Yeah. In the, uh, I was ever excited about with that. Shh. Yeah. With uh, Deadpool getting his head back and and unstitching his mouth. Because the Merc with a mouth, how do you twist it in the movies? Oh, let's take away his mouth. Let's take away his mouth. Yeah, that's what fans want. I love that. That's what people were looking for. All right, so let's throw this away. Let's go to where it gets good. So James Mangold starts taking over this. He's a director who's known for Walk the Line, Copland. Uh, Darren Aronofsky was supposed to do it. He dropped out, and I remember thinking, you know, Hugh Jackman had the relationship with him from The Fountain. Boy, that could really work. It made sense to, like, body fear, essentially. And he was going to do Batman Year One forever, so I was like, damn, Darren Aronofsky's finally going to make a dope-ass comic book. Didn't work. James Mangold takes over. I was a little nervous. Boom. The Wolverine comes out, and it's my favorite X-Men movie. And this is, I mean, years later. like. Oh, you There's mean, a big gap. From Origins 2009 to Wolverine's 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Four and this was, years I mean, where they were like, know, what the hell are we doing? And think about it, because Hugh Jackman was starring in the X-Men films, and people were like, well, obviously he's going to get his own solo films. We'll do one a year. He's a huge cash grab. People love him. And to take off four years after the disaster that was X-Men Origins. Yikes. Which is crazy. I mean, it's crazy that they were allowed to keep making. Like, think about how is has anyone ever bombed so hard in a movie and they were like no you could you could still keep be going, the character keep going baby i mean no. andrew garfield like amazing spider-man 2 bombed he and they were like fuck one it, we're failure yeah. yeah and they were like fuck you for ever saying that you should be on the avengers <laughs> and then they took that idea yeah yeah bummer yeah but wolverine yeah i don't know you made that garbage movie and they were like well Let's give him another couple chances let's give him another try and beyond that joe here's what i love about this movie it's a sequel it's oh, a sequel yeah. to the other X-Men movies. X-Men Last Stand, Gene dies. What is the first shot of this movie? Him having a dream, a nightmare, a fantasy about Gene Grey coming back and killing him. And then it's revealed that he has lost his mind and he's just living in the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, he's Fucking just a sad awesome. boy. Yeah, I, I was shocked when we saw this movie in theaters that it opened with that. Because I assumed there would be no connection to any under the rug yeah that they were just gonna you know like the other x-men movies just kind of bury their heads and push forward in a confusing timeline so sorry that we made these please keep coming i'm so sorry we made the one you're watching right now you know whatever like it happened let's just put it out there yes and so you start to get introductions of characters here's some things that i don't like you get his japanese assistant who has the awesome superpower of telling when people are going to die which i guess is narratively important for the film that that should have been Jubilee. Why was it not? Why was it not Jubilee? <laughs> Why was it not? Like, I remember as a kid or just watching it and just thinking like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, he, that's the relationship. See, like you say, it's your favorite X-Men movie. There's no X-Men in it. 
That's what's awesome about it. Though. <laughs> it's just got the weirdest characters. Yeah. It's got the coolest action. Uh, the bullet train stuff looks fucking the phenomenal. The bullet train stuff's really cool. The fight. So, you know, I've always loved his relationship with his own villain, speaking of, with the Silver Samurai. Yeah, what again, the Silver not an X-Men Samurai villain. ends up becoming at the end of that movie, I don't like. But the leader of the gang, who is the son of that man, Hiroyuki Nakamura, who's like one of the coolest fucking Japanese actors of all time. We just saw him on Westworld, where he was like a consulting producer to, to Samurai World. Like, that's how much of a relationship he has with old Japanese culture. He's so ingrained in it as the Silver Samurai. And you've got that awesome duel between him and Wolverine right after Wolverine gets his powers back. With the katanas. Oh, where yeah. I mean, it's just silhouettes. You know, it's beautiful fucking scenery. And it's just shot like a goddamn old Japanese ninja movie. And That's it's right. awesome. I kind of forgot that aspect of it. It's He's losing his healing factor yes. in the beginning of that movie. Well, if you recall, the plot is, is that he wants to trade it. Uh, one of the favorite oh, yeah, sequences as well. Uh, Silver, Silver Samurai is going to take, take it, it from him. Uh, one of the coolest sequences is when he saves him as a young man. When it's the, the bombing. The nuclear bass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how awesome is that? And to go down into a prison hole is what you survive nuclear fallout through. Like very creative stuff going on in that film. Yeah, that's that's wild. I did I did enjoy that one. Um, it has the biggest tease in all of X Men history. The deleted scene with the mask being oh revealed. Oh my god, Joe! Come on, that's Never the happened, coolest man. moment ever. So James Mangold. The day of shooting this stuff says, you know what? I'm thinking let's include like a scene. Let's include a tease. Get the 3D printer. We'll just print out a mask. We'll put some gloves in it. Boom. Wolverine. Like he will look like Wolverine. Then when they went and shot it, he wasn't sure if he was going to come back for a third film or what it would be about. He didn't want to set up things that a director couldn't fulfill the promise of for the next film, so he cut it out. If you haven't seen that, go to YouTube, because it is fucking awesome. We'll shout out a, a link on uh, Twitter or Instagram. You can see what could have been. What could have been. The, the ultimate tease, man. I thought what you, you were going to say about it is that it has the worst villains, because like Viper is really bad, who's supposed to be Damn. Lady Hydra. Yeah, Lady Hydra, uh, yeah, but which you don't they have Hydra. Yeah, so they mix and mess all that up. And then they take, and again, I'll defend the Silver Samurai, they take him to his second iteration too. So to get both the iterations I don't the mind film, the Silver that's Samurai. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. A lot of people don't like the robot. It's I'm Ironmonger. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's coming off the success of MCU movies exactly. and trying to do the same thing. A big third act. You can't. I can't even complain about it though, man. Like the ninja fights are so fucking great. It's violent. The scenery, the uh, locations, it, it, it's fucking bad. Hugh Jackman's performance is so great. I mean, yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. It's your favorite. The next one is my favorite. Ooh, okay, let's jump on it. So this came out a couple years ago, guys. Yeah. Pretty recent. The most recent, Logan. Logan, man. What a great Western. Like, it is... Straight up. A revenge story. Um, talk about confusing timelines, though, because we are now in the future. It's like 2025 or something like that. I want to say Logan is probably not canon correct to anything and i know that's oh. a silly thing to say about <laughs> wolverine know. but all the stuff that happens in it like we get 
Caliban, who we've already seen die in a prior film. We get who was uh, you know like fifty in the eighties, and yeah. now it's Stephen Merchant. Yeah, in the I don't know, Joe. Why are they obsessed with Toad? Why are they obsessed with Caliban? The people who make these X Men movies they hate the X Men. Hate the X Men because they have only seen five mutants before and go, yeah, I don't know, put Blob in another movie, and I go, uh, no, don't. No. Uh, I don't know, cast another Toad. Boo. Okay, put Toad in. Put Toad in World War Two and uh, New York City in, in Come on. sometime in the distant future. That's the other thing about the X-Men movies. Like, if you watch the first BS movie, it says in the not-too-distant future. Logan takes place in, like, 2027 or something like that. Yeah, so it's like, well, what future was when that? When was that timeline? How does it fit in with Days of Future Past where Logan comes back and it's like everything's hunky-dory? Is this after that or... All right, so here's here's my head cannon for it. Here's okay. how we'll do it. Logan takes place in the timeline, the 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 worst timeline. It takes place in the timeline where Wolverine didn't fix things. Post days, you're saying yeah. post days of future past. So, but the, I guess that doesn't make sense. I was going to say the one that we know in Logan yeah. will eventually get the white hair of the start of Days of Future. No, past. because remember, uh, you know. Professor X is talking about Taco Bell. Yeah. Chalupas. Yeah. That's, honest to God, when I said that the film wasn't canon, in my mind, I thought, well, because they talk about Taco Bell. <laughs> like, because of all those weird interactions with Professor X. Uh, and just his man whole, talks about Taco Bell. And not canon. The fucking Chalupa, the quesarita. <laughs> yeah, why? Why? Uh, do you love that it's R-rated? I do. I love that it's R-rated. I love that it introduces X-23. Um, hey, can I tell you why I like it, that it's R-rated? Why do you like that it's R-rated? He's a limo driver. What do we get that we always get in R-rated films that we don't get anymore? Random tits, baby. Out of nowhere. <laughs> love, remember when he's just... boobies. <laughs> but it, in an X-Men movie? Yeah. Joe, we have seen a topless woman in a Wolverine film. Is Does there that no, make sense to you? Are there no boobies in Deadpool? No, definitely not. Hmm. But I mean, you know mystique if you think about the paint that she's wearing the fact yeah. that she is naked in every shot <laughs> rebecca remain is naked in every shot of the wolverine movies i remember somebody explaining that to me as a child too and being like what, what? oh i gotta go watch wolverine <laughs> and the we're just talking about, about boobies in the x-men <laughs> it just blew my mind you know it was that r-rated oh, timing yeah. of you used to just be able to see one pair of tits in a movie out of nowhere, and Wolverine does it. Yeah. It's so strange. I mean, also, like, two seconds later, he puts his claws just straight through someone's brain. Yes. So, so like, I never thought, in the comics, it's like, yeah, you, I always, you know that happens, but, like, there's a difference between seeing it on the page and seeing it on the screen. Thank you. The expectation when the Wolverine came out, everybody put this big stink up about, it's PG-13, you can't see the blood. This guy has blades coming out of his hands. Everybody should be decapitated. I remember thinking, well, Leonardo doesn't run around just like killing teenage <laughs> foot ninja boys, yeah. you know, stabbing them through the chest. There is a restraint that comes with being a superhero. So when also, Hugh I'm not Jackman, trying to like necessarily see that. No, you exactly. know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see people's faces getting slashed yeah. up. I like it's fine to just, oh, got me. No, so <laughs> like, when Hugh Jackman fine. came out and said, like, the next one will be R, I promise. I was like, okay, that's fine. Not really what I was looking for. But that first moment where he puts his hand next to someone's face extends and you see it go through their brain. You're just like, fuck, okay, I guess this is what it is. No, that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's violent. Uh, Hugh Jackman's performance is just so incredible, man. Hugh Jackman's performance or Patrick Stewart's? I mean, they're both they're both so good. They're Broken. they're just broken old men on 
a road trip with a young girl. It didn't happen. There was so much talk at the time of, will this be the first time a lead actor in a comic book movie gets a performance nod at the Oscars? Which I was kind of surprised, man. You couldn't throw the nod in there? Yeah, really. Especially with the history. When we talked about him playing it for 20 years, him saying that's the final bow. I don't know. And then you've got this drive of, well, there needs to be a popular Oscar, blah, 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 blah. Like, you already had it. All you had to do was just show some attention to these people in popular movies. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, I can't think of another superhero performance. And again, like, I'm talking leading actor that would deserve the the Oscar nod beyond Logan. I mean, to me, like, that was, you know, the emotional core of an old man character played by someone who had been playing him forever. I mean, that that's unheard of in comic book movies. I wish it would have gotten a little more respect. Do you like the villain of the film? Uh, time? <laughs> do I like do I like young Hugh Jackman? Is that what you're asking? That is what I'm asking because of course the doctor characters that are introduced, they're kind of the MacGuffin. I thought the film does an awesome twist because you don't see the X24 quote unquote reveal coming. Do you like that performance? Uh, it's fine. It's not what I love about the movie. Um, it kind of just feels out of nowhere to me. Like, I I would have liked to see... Uh, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough because the things I would have liked to see, I don't know if they would have fit necessarily. Yeah, the Donald Pierce character, I mean, not very developed as the villain, the Boyd Holbrook character. Oh, the, uh, the Ravagers? The re- yeah, the, the, Rav- Reavers, the Reaver leader. Um, Who, in the comic books, we should say, I mean, they're... a huge character. Yeah, like, they're there throughout. um, Just kind of these, like, cyber mercenaries who are, like, steampunky. Yeah, you gotta remember. Yeah, I mean, these are, like, Robert Lee Field-era guys who are like, oh, we need Deadpool and Wolverine and Weapon X characters to just, like, slice up some half-robot, half-mans. Yeah, but I remember in theater thinking... Okay, you know, in our current culture, there is so much being put into the science of literally growing meat. You know, we don't want to have cows anymore. We don't like killing cows. What if we could grow meat that never had a brain, never felt anything? Okay, they did it. They made this perfect weapon. You wouldn't need X-23 anymore. You wouldn't need lore anymore. Yeah, why are you chasing a little girl? Yeah, it's so interesting. Because it really just seems like, like, Throw her spiteful. away. She's not going to do I mean? anything. Yeah. I hate the reveals in that film, and this is actually why it's not my favorite compared to the Wolverine of the story, where it's like, me and Patrick Stewart are going to go on this boat. No, that was never going to happen. Oh, we were, well, okay, well, now we're going to go north to Canada. We're going to find these rebels. There were never rebels. It's like everything in the film is just kind of like it's a it's a look this way. Ah, no, you didn't need to. We were kidding. You know, for every plot point and you're kind of like, well, okay, I guess nothing happens in this. Like even the stuff with the Wolverine comic books or the X-Men comic the X-Men books comic that get books introduced in that world, which is insane. And yeah. you're just like, okay, blah, blah. And he goes, no, none of that happened. None of that's real. You're just like, oh well. Like, but do you what believe is this? that? You believe that? None I don't of it's know. Real? I guess I have to take it at face value. Mm. See, I think that's just him being like, I don't want to fucking talk about it. Mm. Like, I don't want to talk about how I lost everyone. Yeah, I'm an old broken man. I don't want to talk about it. We should say there is some subtext that obviously the that Patrick Stewart killed the X Men with his mental yeah. seizures. Blah 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 blah. Which is a play on the old man Logan comic where. 
Uh, I think Mysterio tricks Wolverine. He gets mind controlled to kill yeah, to every killing hero. all the X-Men, which is why he never pops his claws again. But that's what I was going to ask you. Is there sort of an implication, too, that maybe to get it to stop, Wolverine was driven insane by him? There's also the subtle stuff, how they talk about how the science company has been putting antibiotics and GMOs into our food to, to like curb mutants, mutants and kill mutants. Was Professor X a side effect of that, killing off all the mutants with one of his seizures? There's a lot of interesting yeah. stuff there, man. Like, I really like a lot of what they were trying to do. Maybe it's a little it's grandiose. It's got a deep world. Yeah. For it being does. like a film that's not connected to kind of any of the and rest like of the world. It's like a weird Elseworlds tale. Yeah, it really And is. I think maybe that's kind of what I like about it and... You know, DC execs have talked about how they think they could get away with doing this, and that is how they would separate themselves from the MCU and Marvel of doing these kind of like else worlds. I love Logan being like that, uh, but I hate the fact that the rest of the X Men yeah, movies are not connected at all. No, not at all. And then you're sitting there and you're like, if I could just like, I, and you know, as, again, younger, when you're watching it, you're like, there's got to be one cameo. It can't just be him and Caliban and Patrick Stewart the entire time. I bet the last scene is Cyclops, who's blind. You know, I bet not nothing. Why? Why? Not? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't see, that's know. the thing that like that's the thing that kind of kills me. And also, like to say, Old Man Logan is the inspiration when Old Man Logan is like a Hulk versus Wolverine. Oh, oh totally. Like, and if you recall, villains. Hugh Jackman cameo filled put up on his Twitter, "What do you want to see out of my last go around?" And everybody responded, "X twenty three and Old Man Logan." And so for him to just call a film Logan that's a combination of those two, it just blows my mind. Like they did it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Hugh Jackman is also like he was so devoted to the fans for this. I mean that's crazy. That Very slavish. Like, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? I'm gonna do it one more time. Yeah. I want to get it perfect again. I don't know how the mass write-in wasn't a fucking costume. You <laughs> fucking bastard! Yeah. Please, uh, I don't please know. wear a fucking costume. The future coming to the MCU. We know the deal's coming. We know it's happening. Blah 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 blah. What do you want out of it? Do you think a Wolverine solo film will happen? Do you think it would work better as a mini series? What do you want? Me, I just want it to be called Weapon X. I could, I'd, I'd be down for it to be called a Weapon film. X. I want a, a film called Weapon X. Yeah, see, here, here's every, everything is changing and changing rapidly. Um, the Disney Slate, the Disney World, how they're kind of putting their stuff out sure, now. Sure, that. Disney Plus, you're saying, uh, Disney maybe? Plus is kind of really what I'm getting at here because yeah. I don't want a miniseries. If I don't it's going either. To be I'm like, scared. Yeah, I'm scared. Like, I don't want it to be like, like Daredevil just got canceled, man. I, I'm, I'm so invested in that. Now it's gone. It's nothing. Like, the Defenders are all gone. Why the fuck did you even make them? Does that mean we're never going to get Daredevil in a movie? Is if is that Kingpin performance gone? Is he allowed to be in Spider-Man now? I don't Kingpin? know. Mm. Like, like, see, that's the kind of stuff that scares me. Is I don't want to have an incredible miniseries and then be like, well, just kidding. And it that was this really one actor it. and we never see him again. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want that. You know, I really don't want that. Um, I don't yeah. want the X-Men to be introduced in TV if it means we're never going to see him on the big screen. Okay. Which is like, I mean, remember the Inhumans fiasco? Yeah. Oh, it'll all come together. No, no, no. This is just this one run. It's a totally cool event. There's never been anything like this. Yeah. No. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I mean, I was I was fine with the X-Men being their own thing because I think their universe is big enough to do that. Now that it's coming together, I really hope they just focus on the right characters. Yeah. Like, don't give me fucking toad nine million times. Yes, just give me you. one toad or no toads. Can I talk about the argument you just brought up? I see a lot of people say online 
the films don't make sense. It would never make sense that the X-Men could exist in a world in the MCU where heroes are so well-loved and mutants are so hated and, you know, despised. That's bullshit, dude. We live in a world where people judge you because of the color of your fucking skin. Like, if you think it's not a small thing like that, and then you see other people who are the same color who people praise because they're successful. Like, it's truly just a matter of status or things like that. Oh, yeah. Mutants I mean, like, people who would are like, be despised. Work. It's just like, yeah. well, you, it, it works in the real... It's an allegory for things we see in the real Cyclops world. Cyclops so. says in AVX, you are the beacon of hope, Captain America, and you never gave a press conference that said treat mutants right and that's bullshit to me boom there you go you know yeah. there is that animosity and hatred between two different parties yeah i mean i i wouldn't mind leading up to avx um oh you think you think that's where it's going God, i don't I would know i don't know where it's so. going do you see this thing the russo brothers said about how they're done making superheroes for now until marvel's ready to make a secret wars movie oh my god there we go just okay. like I don't know, Secret Wars movie with yeah, fucking Wolverine and Black Suits Spidey. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm here for any of that. Um, yeah. Here's here's a wild pitch. Um, you can't make a Hulk standalone movie. You're not allowed because of the shared rights issue. Universal, yeah. Uh, Wolverine versus the Hulk. Ooh, damn, that would be great. That's how you introduce Wolverine, um, and then. Do it just like the comic books. Yeah. Use that character in other movies. You don't even have to worry about saying X-Men, things like yeah, that. Have just Wendigo fuck up characters. Bruce Banner's mind, send him into a rage like we saw in Age of Ultron. Nick Fury's got one secret weapon up his sleeve. It's, you know, like, who are you calling in? Oh, who I'm calling in is the best at what he does. Oh, I would love an adaptation of nice. incorporate the amazing X-Men run that just ran in Marvel now where it's the Wendigo King in a city getting turned into Wendigo. Yeah, it's like a zombie I would movie. Love that was a that, really cool dude. run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that would be a way to do it. You can't have a Hulk st- solo movie. You're not allowed. Uh, give me Hulk and Wolverine thrown together. Same thing I would say with Namor. Like, I don't think you're allowed to do a Namor movie. Throw Namor in as the villain of Black Panther 2 or something Hell yes. like that. Um and just kind of introduce these things like subtly like you know you don't uh, it's not a race man like i don't need to see the fantastic four and the x-men all like get like fucking like don't blow your load everybody says the next phase needs to start with all that stuff Ooh, i don't know i don't know i don't know about any of that i don't think we need to rush anything but yeah i, I think wolverine versus the hulk would be a fun way to introduce the character i want to see every pitch that you say on this podcast first of all <laughs> but do you have an actor in your mind no, and I don't think we should. Um, not Tom Hardy is all I'll say. Mm. I'm sick of Tom Hardy, period, <laughs> I guess Boom, I'd yeah. say. But I'm sick of him being the the go-to answer for who should play any character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I want someone short and stout. I want someone who's not necessarily... Older, younger. It's hard because it's, you kind of have to man. hit that middle-aged range, but you want him to stick around for a minute too. So you think should it be a thirty-year-old guy, and you just say he stopped aging? I would say I want someone unexpected. I want either, you know, like like James Spader was Ultron, and it was like yeah. other than being on The Office, we haven't heard from James Spader in years. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that was kind of surprising. I'd like to see. 
you know, I don't I don't want fucking John Hamm or no, no, or no. Tom Hardy. The only thing I'll say is if you ever saw he was never really here that Joaquin Phoenix movie where he just turned into oh, I a could meat see Joaquin machine. Phoenix. I just want a guy who's as thick as that. I yeah. don't need you to be cut. But I, I need you to Joaquin look Phoenix like a wrecking a ball. No, no, no. And I do not want Joaquin Phoenix. And yeah. I also don't think he would commit to it. But just somebody who would be willing to push their body to that limit of you know, I'm not even talking much in this movie, but when I make contact with you, you go through a wall because look at how fucking giant I am. Yeah, <laughs> but not even giant. I mean, I no, want no, no, him, no, I want just him a, thick and uh, short. Yeah, wrecking ball, I'm yeah. telling you. Just a fucking come in and just bash shit up. Yeah, I want stubby arms. Yeah. But I don't have anyone in mind. No, you know, I want like grunt crazy. noises. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, what I don't want is a pretty boy. We had a pretty boy. We needed him at the time. I want someone who's a little rough around the edges. Yes, exactly. And give me some dope facial hair. Do some cool stuff with the hair. That's yeah. the main thing. And a, I want and a the head costume. right. Give yeah. me a fucking Give me a costume, costume baby. Uh, you know, like, the MCU's done a great job with every look so far. Spider-Man suit's great. Yes. Cap suit's great. Here's what I'll say about that. I see a lot of concept art that goes, Wolverine's costume should be exactly like Captain America's. He should have those big, bulky carpenter pants tucked into badass boondocker combat boots. No, the X-Men costumes should look different than the other costumes. There yeah. should be a unity to them. The fabric should be different. I don't want this bruiser, badass, you know, military look that they do with the Captain America outfits. Yeah. Because even Captain Marvel is kind of close with the shielding and the pattering and the fabric that comes together. Like, eh, throw that away. Get That's me something new. Though. Exactly. You know I mean? Give me Wolverine, baby. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, like, give me Wolverine before you give me the X-Men. I don't necessarily need the X-Men right out the gate. Or if you go with the X-Men, don't necessarily throw all of them in. Maybe keep Wolverine as its own thing for Do some name drops, you know, blah, 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 over at Genosha. This is, oh, didn't you know that Kitty got taken? And it's like, God yeah. damn, you know, I'm not even seeing that character, but give me the name drop. Yeah, because sure. it could all exist, you know, like, like, they could be on Asteroid M. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and then we get a Disney Plus series called Asteroid M, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we necessarily need to um, to like start over. I think one of the great things that the MCU has done so far with like, look at Spider Man. Like, we didn't see him get bit by a spider. We didn't see Uncle Ben die. It's all implied. We all know. Yeah, I don't need you to see Wolverine get bit by a Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, you know, I would like to see uh, Wolverine more. You know, I love Wolverine. Um, one last recommendation before we we get out of the movie section, though. We all grew up with the the '90s animated show, and X Men Evolution is a great show too. Wolverine and the X Men, man, he is the the headlining character. He's he's running the school. You get every costume you'd want to see in it. You gotta check out that series. one season. You get hints at Age of Apocalypse. You get hints at Days of Future Past. Kind, it's kind of, of, but like it goes Days through Charles Past. instead of Wolverine. Uh, you get hints at the death of Wolverine even, too. I mean, it's fucking badass. Let me ask you this, Joe. It's been a minute since we've had an animated X-Men TV series. With the reacquisition, do you think Marvel's going to be a little more towards that, or Disney would do a cartoon for the X-Men? Like, uh, come on! I don't know, man, because the issue right now is, like, if you look at any of those cartoons, they're all just, like... They're for babies. Well, A, they're for babies, and B, they're just ripoffs of the movies. Yeah. You know, everyone looks like they do in the movies. They talk like they do in the movies. They're changing people's backstories on that TV show. To, like, yeah. match the movies yeah. and stuff. You know, it's not like... Um, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which did have a Wolverine featuring episode with All the, new, the Avengers. new Avengers. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't really know the future of, of animation with Marvel stuff right now because uh, what Disney's doing with them is kind of just making them a cash grab for the movies. 
Yeah, but you would hope there was that rumor, you know, for a long time that the reason Fantastic Four and X-Men weren't being featured in the comic books or the TV shows that much was because they weren't owned by Disney. If you got them back, use it, baby. I would love another X-Men TV show on the small screen. Yeah. I mean, I would like some animation that's not necessarily directed towards a younger crowd. Like... DC's people were clamoring for Young Justice. We're about to get that back at the top of the year. Give me something like that, man. Dude, Spider Verse just got a hundred percent. Lego Batman, you know, is is hilarious. It's going in the theaters. Marvel, do animated whatever. Do high end animated universe films. Why yeah, not? Doesn't have to be connected to the MCU. No, like I, that's the one thing that I worry about with the future is like, don't try to overconnect things, man. Make your movies connected. That's cool, but like. You well, every time you pick up a yeah, I know. Every time you pick up an Alias comic book that's just about Jessica Jones, she's filling you in with what's happening in space with the Phoenix Force, you know, yeah. everything that's going on with yeah, the like mole people underground. It. No, it's a bummer. I'm All with right. you, but we've been talking Wolverine. Let's go play a little Wolverine. Let's talk about him in the video. Game. We're back. We're talking Wolverine. Now we're playing them. We got a plethora of these games. I mean, let alone we've talked in the past. We played Ultimate Alliance, where you're playing as Wolverine, you're playing as Logan as these characters, you're playing X Men Legacy, you're playing those video games. We loved them. We talked Legends. about Legends. Yeah, we've talked about your favorites, all those games. right? Um, yeah, I mean Ultimate Alliance. Um, when we finish recording, I'm going to show you uh, on my PC. I get. Uh, Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2, and I got all the, the DLC packs and stuff that you haven't seen before. So we'll take a look at those. But we've talked about them on the cast 9 million times. There are standalone Wolverine games. I mean, though, can you that believe we have that? not talked about. Like, let's say this one first, like completely up front. An NES game. So Nintendo, not even Super Nintendo, they were already saying, well, you know, look at this murderer rows of characters. People like the guy with the knife on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> like, old let's, knife hands. Make let's it a go killing. ahead and make old knife hands the star of his own video game. Yeah. And you've got Wolverine. It's a side-scroller NES, and it's literally him just running around beating up Sabretooth, beating up Magneto. Like, there are no other X-Men in it. It's him against the Masters of Evil, you yeah. know, or the Brotherhood of Mutants. The Brotherhood, yeah. yeah. Although I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you did see him against the Masters of Evil at some point. He is a type of character where you can just throw him into shit, man. Yeah. So have you um, played that game? I I've love that not game. played that game now. You? Yes, I have. And it's the cells of Wolverine are recorded over from, as we mentioned before, Spider-Man and the X-Men, which was a video game I also played on oh, Super okay. Nintendo. Uh, it's just him running around beating up stuff. It's exactly the same. You know, ch -ch -ch. he does those little jabs. You get to see the little claw mark as it goes out. It's fun. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then easy enough, we go next to Wolverine Adamantium Rage, a Sega exclusive. <laughs> Sega exclusive. Do you remember the box of this? I, I would walk past this in Blockbuster all the time. Yeah. That is crazy because this, this is like the days boom. of box art. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's a close-up on Yellow Wolverine with his claws out, and he's screaming. And yeah. as we're about to find out, I mean, this one's called Adamantium Rage. The others are called Wolverine's Rage, Wolverine's you know, this, screaming, blah, blah, blah. Like, basically, every cover was just him, again, sweating, flexing, and just losing his mind. Yeah, yeah, the, the feral yell, you know? Yeah, and this was the first one to incorporate his healing factor. 
No other video game had thought to, oh, this guy has this special ability. How about over time while he's just standing there, you get more health back? Yeah, which is you know perfect for a fucking video game because how many times, especially older video games, yep. man, like where you get hit once and it's like, oh, there was half my health. Yeah, I don't need like a three hearts at the top that eventually go to zero. Give me the bar, let it get all the way down, and let me see Wolverine sort of fill it Climb back, it back up. Yeah. yeah. I love no, it. That's cool. Did you ever play this one? I, I did love not this. play that it was one either. A good game. No. I mean, it's exactly the same. It's, you know, again, really cool pixels. Sega, the colors are popping. It's just him walking around killing bad guys. And like Sabretooth, I'm assuming, is like the main baddie there, right? Yeah, it always is. Actually, I think it's Arcade or somebody dope like that. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Makes sense. Throw throw them in there. Yeah, it's an arcade game. Then there's X-Men Wolverine's Rage. Again, we're getting a lot of rage there. And this is literally (laughs) just for Game Boy Color. It's a handheld beat-em-up. It's another side-scroller. Never played it, no. Well, once you played it, you played them all. I have yeah. not played this one. Um, but that's... I thought that was the name... What's the next one? Because I the think... The next one is X2 Wolverine's Revenge. Revenge. Okay. This game was fucking cool. This game was dope as hell. So you have played this I one. I have played this one, yeah. I love... You do the fastball special in this game, which is... We haven't talked about that yet in the Wolverine episode. We haven't talked about the fastball yeah. special. Fastball special is um, Colossus. Again, we said before, another Len Wein creation was like, let me give some, you know, semistries or some chemistry between these two characters. A giant Russian will pick up the small Canadian and throw him. <laughs> yeah, he just throws him, you know, like a like a bat out of hell. He claws pop and he just starts raving, ravaging things. Yeah, and taking you apart. Um, and so, this was a cool game because it kind of took, uh, you know, like every movie tie-in game does, characters that you're never going to see on the big screen, even though they made 9 million movies, like Omega Red, Wendigo, uh, and you get to see them in that universe. In that version of it, because technically it is an X2 adaptation. This is an X. This is the X2 video game, but it's called X2 Wolverine's Revenge. Like, again, even there, they know. Well, he was sort of the lead character of that film. Let's make him the lead character of this game. Wasn't there another one, too? You could play as Nightcrawler and Iceman. Yeah, yeah. so that was a different game. That was a different game. I didn't play that one. I only played the Wolverine one. Yeah, and it was so much cooler because, like you said, it was like, well, I know what they look like. They're wearing those leather outfits that I see in those movies, those dumb BS movies. Wait a minute. Dude, that's Omega Red. Oh yeah. my God, is that what he would look like? Well, this isn't in the movie, but whoa, what a cool supplementary fill-in this is. Yeah, those were really cool. And if I remember correctly, I think you don't have to wear the leather the whole time. Oh, you can uh, put on a cool outfit. I thought you could at least do the 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 white beater. You say that, in my mind, I'm almost positive the Hulk shows up. Yeah, I... Uh, I, I don't know if I'm thinking of the Wendigo fight or not, because there's like a big Wendigo fight where he's doing like stomp attacks. Yeah, and you're in the snow. I was like, well, maybe that is what I'm thinking yeah, about. Yeah, just whole. conflating it. Um, but I remember at the time being like, wow, this is really good. And this yeah. isn't, you know, I was not the type of person to play a lot of movie tie-in games. Uh, but the fact that it was Wolverine, man. No, this in Chronicles of Riddick, Butcher's Bay came out at exactly the same time. And you would read these reviews where it was like, they did it. They figured out how to make movie adaptations into video games. And I was like, oh, fuck, okay. And that's literally the only reason that I rented this game. Do you remember Definitely didn't Blade had one, too? Yes, that was Blade pretty was pretty okay. good, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's weird. There was a time period where they were like, oh, we're kind of doing yeah, this right. Yeah, we're going to pump this out, and we're going to have some respect to it. That didn't really hold on to, especially yeah. in the Marvel world, because by the time we get to those Wii Iron Man games, they're pretty bad, dude. Oh, yeah, I never played any of those. I will say that... Uh, like we talked about in the Captain America episode, the uh, first Avenger game was mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, 
There's another. There's one more Wolverine-centric game. There's right? one more Wolverine-centric yeah, game. It's here? the coolest. It's for Xbox 360 and all the future platforms that are a little older now. But it's literally just called X-Men Origins Wolverine. Joe, this is another movie tie-in game for X-Men Origins. It's 2009. But they did it right. I mean, it was... You're you could go in a rage You're mode in the in jungle. You're pressing buttons where you're turning red and activating your feral senses and getting all raged up. You're getting blown away by guns where guys will come up to you, shoot you with a shotgun. You won't have a chest. Like your character will just have a skeleton's rib cage there. You'll keep slashing guys, and as you're killing them, you'll see flesh start to grow. Yeah. Like, how awesome is and the, that? And the shirts, like, the holes are still there and stuff. That was really yeah, cool. Yeah, like, we have I love praised... the, the rage aspect, too. Oh, yeah. We praised the Spider-Man game because they came out and, like, did it right. We want to make a game that's very honorific to Spider-Man. This was very good to honoring what Wolverine was. Yeah, man. They hit every aspect that you expect to see for Wolverine. Yeah. You can't complain about it. That's yeah. that's what the character does. That's what he is. And it does have backward compatibility, we should say. You can play it on Xbox One as well and other platforms if you would like. Obviously, it's older. It's not looking as great. Uh, and it does have supplementary material, so it's not just an X-Men Origins. You're seeing characters you wouldn't expect. Like, he's doing weird fights again, and you're seeing an expanded Marvel Universe, even though the X-Men movies were not thinking about that. <laughs> no, they were not allowed no, to be. They were not that. allowed to even be I would love to it. see some of these come to the Steam store event because i would pay five bucks to play that again yeah you know like simple ports man. even people who never got the opportunity yeah exactly it's like pay the five bucks up the hd just a little bit boom yeah. now you're back you've got it like that deadpool game that came out i love that video game it's a oh, little yeah. older now but but they, on, that was like, a 360 release that they ported yeah. up to the xbox one and ps4 and all that um does Wolverine appear in that one? He Have you does. played that one? Yeah. yeah. And then there's also um, the Spider-Man Web of Shadows game where, yeah, uh, where appears Wolverine well. appears. Yeah. And I, in my mind, I was like, oh, this is so cool. It's like the Fox animated crossover where you got to see both the universes collide on the Spider-Man TV show. I but just that, rewatched that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was great. But in that video game, it kind of sucks because it's kind of just Wolverine comes from an alley and then he gets a symbiote on him and then he kind of never really talks. He's just like an idiot who yeah. got a symbiote on him. Well, and you guys, you, there's a... Uh, trivia challenge that it's mm. like you're really spider-man i don't know when did i first appear in a comic book oh <laughs> okay like, wolverine uh, i don't know sure, about buddy. that um but you know i mean anytime i get to see characters i love it's a treat and and he's popped up in a handful of uh, those types of games marvel heroes he was one that i love playing in that again he's a staple in my ultimate alliance lineup yeah dude I mean, in the Marvel Heroes game, his movement power was the motorcycle. We've talked about that before, how cool that is. Yeah. Future game. Well, what do you want? What do you want to see? Should it just be, again, just Wolverine-oriented? Should it just be X-Men-oriented? Um, I think those are two different games. You know what I mean? Like, I would like to just see X-Men Legends 3 yeah. or Ultimate Alliance 3. Yeah. The appeal of, an, of a Wolverine, I guess, adaptation of something where it's like the Spider-Man game where it's just like... He would be in an open world in New York. I don't like, think I would be he's really a character just that works like walking open around. World. Yeah, I would hate um, that. I could see something like like Splinter Cell almost though. Like uh, I was going to say Metal maybe Gear a God Solid. of War. Yeah. Oh, God of War too. A little yeah. more linear. You're walking. You're just killing. It's violent as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would have to be something more linear and less open world. Um, but I would like to see like some stealth stuff in there too. You know what I mean? Like he is. He is one of the characters who has done the most like paramilitary right, type mission. Right, here's my pitch. 
It's not Wolverine. It is just called X-Force. It's a splinter oh, cell type adaptation where you're choosing who your stealth badass to go. Are you Domino? Are you Deadpool? Are you Wolverine? Yeah. And then like cut in between them, almost like Grand Theft Auto Five, where like people doing different parts of different yeah, that'd be great. And stuff. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Um, I mean, I'd be down for any any game with, with Wolverine in it. But yeah, I think the best way to do it would be either if you're doing a new X Men game, it's different than doing a different Wolverine. Game. Yeah, unfortunately, I think we're going to be stuck in the world of mobile for a while, where he's just going to be in like contest of champions, or he's yeah. going to be a combatant. We're not going to get anything again featuring him featuring the X Men for a while. It feels. I like. mean, I don't know. I think Sony is definitely trying with the. Uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors about doing a a marvel gaming universe starting with spider-man ps4 i could see them trying to tackle different uh, x-men characters or yeah i think that that's You're an at easier the school push. in westchester all of a sudden like expand that out that would be dope as hell yeah i mean i'd be down for something like that there's also like x-men fighting games that we talked about in the x-men episode where obviously wolverine is a staple because he's one of everyone's favorites yeah, I mean, if you're talking Capcom versus anything, Wolverine is on the cover. <laughs> yeah, which is exactly. pretty badass again. So yeah, I mean, it's cross-platform, man. Everybody loves Wolverine. All right, well, reach out to us, readers, if you have any suggestions on other games we should be looking at, or whatever your favorite Wolverine game is. But right now, we're gonna head over to the wrap-up. So we'll see you over there. back normies we're talking the best he is at what he does and what he does isn't very nice let's talk about that for a minute what a when fucking we're talking tagline, wrap up. man i mean yeah what a weird phrase yeah. the fact that he has a catchphrase that talks about what a badass he is yeah. in the comics is very strange and he backs it up man i mean like he says that to like venom and venom's yeah. like what i'll fucking murder you yeah. he's like no you Wait, won't what the fuck yeah um Final thoughts on Wolverine, dude. I love Wolverine. Wolverine's cool. He stands by what we just said. He is the badass of Marvel, right? Yeah, he's the brooding bad boy, man. Is he the character? Is he more popular to Marvel than Spider-Man? No. No. I would say Spider-Man is still the face of the company because he's young and uh, family-friendly. Wolverine, like... A lot of the kids who like Wolverine or grow up watching Wolverine, you know, like they wanted that rated R movie. They want the blood. They want the guts. Um, But and yet there was a while there where they literally publishers would say you cannot print this comic if it doesn't include Wolverine as a character on the cast of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say in the 90s, he was definitely the hottest for comic book fans. But now, but now I would the say way the world's changed, wise. merchandising and the fact that they've kind of exiled and not treated the X-Men as well, he, he has fallen off. He is not the face of Marvel anymore. No, but they're bringing him back. I mean, I think the fact that they're bringing wolverine back from the dead says something because i i'll be honest like characters die and they come back all the time he's been gone a couple of years do you think it's a coincidence that now that the fox deal is happening that wolverine's coming back no i love it and i kind of love what you just said we might be on the cusp of a renaissance where he might be everybody's favorite character again. Our kids could end up saying, well, what do you mean Spider-Man was the coolest part of Marvel? I like Wolverine. Yeah, he rides motorcycles and yeah. smokes cigars. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of stuff we're going to see coming up in the future that's going to be surprising. I think there's going to be a resurgence of 
you know, what's it like when he comes back from the dead? How did that affect who he is? Did he reset? You know what I mean? Like, are we going to get fresh out of Weapon X, uh, Wolverine? Oh, or, you know, like, like what's he going to be like now? And I think that's exciting. I'm excited for what the future holds for him. Yeah, me too, man. My final thoughts on it. Wolverine's a great character. They've always treated him with a lot of care, although it does seem like a lot of writers over the years have said, what do we do with this guy? You mentioned before the Age of Apocalypse cutting the hand off. We didn't mention there was a secret spy version at one point where he was the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. where he was missing an eye and wore tuxedos all the time. What was his name during that? Uh, it wasn't. It I was almost like a mis- I don't know. It's almost like a Mister Fix It Hulk esque yeah. identity. But you know, again, not great. And he puts that outfit back on in the uh, leading up to the death of Wolverine. Oh, of course, which was yeah. really when cool. he loses his powers, uh, yeah, yeah, he puts that tuxedo on, and it is badass. Um, going forward, they are going to start treating him better, and just because of the world that he has to lean on now this is a character that has expanded out so much to have so much support now as we mentioned before with his children uh, his associates his friends that i mean you can literally make a comic book called wolverines that doesn't feature wolverine and that is astounding yeah that's wild i mean every time we cover a superhero on this podcast, I say the same thing. That's like, we could talk, Colin, we could talk about Wolverine for six hours and, and still not scratch the surface. No. Um, like I want to, the, the ultimate Hulk versus Wolverine book, Hulk rips him in half oh, and shit. throws one side uh, like five miles away. He just spends half that book crawling back to his body. Dude, that is bad. Like there are so many moments over the the history of Wolverine that like we could talk about him all day. I mean, I you know, I said it with Captain America, Turtles, Batman, Spider-Man. You there's so much material you could you could talk about it for hours and not even scratch the surface. Uh, I think the best look of his two in the films that I like, we didn't mention this before, is it Apocalypse or which film is it where you've got Sophie Turner as Jean Grey where they escape onto the Canadian base, they and find him as Feral yeah, Weapon X Wolverine. A, he's got the headset on, the underwear, the tubes. It, it looks exactly Boom. like the comic. I mean, yeah. that was the toy that I had though, right? Did you have the Weapon X toy? Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, it I mean, was exactly We didn't exactly even mention that. that. Having Wolverine action figures was one of the coolest parts of Wolverine. So I don't there know. There were a lot I of love them, him, man. He's a cool guy. Um, and the hell, I just I I hope going forward that we're just we're gonna see more of him. Yeah, and I like if you like Hugh Jackman's performance, and that's what draws you to the character. You'll see a lot of that same heart in some of these books that we've talked about over the last hour. Um, like there's that character's performance in the movies. Like there's aspects of that you're gonna see directly translated because it was so popular. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I hope too many people are going to give the next guy a chance and not a hard time because it is still Wolverine. Like, you are going to like aspects of him. It's not just the Hugh Jackman character. Yeah. Be cool, baby. Let them do what they want to do. All right, Snicked Bubs, that's been Wolverine. We've been loving talking about him. Reach out to us, of course, if you've got more ideas for Normies Like Us episodes. We always love teaching you guys the Normie of it all. And we've definitely done that with Wolverine today. Hit us up on our socials, uh, Normies Like Us, on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, drop us a like, uh, a rate, and subscribe on the iTunes store would mean the world to us. Uh, thank you so much for all the support. We got some exciting episodes coming here to wrap up 2018. Ooh. Uh, so lots to look forward to. That's been Wolverine. I'm Joe. I'm Colin. Thanks, guys. Snicked.
class dismissed. Thanks for listening, Normies. We'd really appreciate an iTunes review, like, share, and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Catch you next week.